93.3 and AM 560. It's not all kumbaya, but it's straightforward. KWTO. This is the Elijah Har Show. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 933KWTO and stream us on the 933 mobile app. Well, we've got so much to talk about today. Congress was going to hold Hunter Biden in contempt. Hunter showed up and then he left again. We're going to talk about that. We got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Some people don't want to. But I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers on football. Joelle Cannon's going to join us shortly. Um, she's going to do, uh, she's going to talk about what the hell's going on in Washington, D.C., not just with the budget, but are they going to fire the speaker again? She'll be at 5.05. Question of the day today. It's, uh, it's time to check in on 75 Hard. About 10 days in the new year. We're going to start asking people, how's your 75 Hard going? I think the highlight of the show may be the last segment. Around about 5.30, we're going to snake draft lessons from our parents, and I'm very, very excited for that. Now, do we start with Hunter Biden? Do we start with Aaron Rodgers? Aaron, ah, man, uh, Hunter Biden's more newsworthy right now. Let's jump into that. Let's play Jared Halperin on what Hunter Biden tried to do today. Minutes into a hearing at the House Oversight Committee, Hunter Biden and his attorneys quietly took seats in the audience, outraging Republicans on the panel. I think that uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now, and go straight to jail. South Carolina Republican Nancy Mace calling the move a political stunt and a spit in the face by Hunter Biden. His attorney, Abby Lowell, telling reporters his client is happy to testify in public. The question there is, what are they afraid of? Hunter Biden has defied a subpoena ordering his testimony in a closed-door deposition. Committee Chairman James Comer says any public testimony could then follow. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. I Listen, this takes some chutzpah, I gotta say. This takes moxie to, to show up. You're laughing at my choice of words, aren't you? What's a chutzpah? You, never, you don't know what a chutzpah is? No. Oh, my gosh. All right. This takes a lot of moxie to show up at a congressional hearing after you've already defied their subpoena and been like, oh, now, now I'm interested because I want to do it for a stunt, not because I want to do it for, uh, for, for any real reason. The best part is he shows up, people start calling him out saying he should be arrested, and then he breaks out the door, literally like jumps up in the middle and Power walks out of the studio. Amazing stuff if you were there to see it. Now, uh, obviously, my favorite part of all this, not just, you know, it, it was interesting to watch. It was, you know, all the drama. And ironically, let's be honest, the congressionals, they wanted to make a story out of it. So they're all posturing for the cameras, too. But the best part of all of it is he walks out into a press gaggle and I, you got to think he has not cleared this with his dad. Because Lord knows, Sleepy Joe knows that Hunter is an anchor on the presidential campaign. And so every time Hunter's in the media, it's not good. This is my favorite from the past, favorite question from the press gaggle. Hunter, what's your favorite type of crack? Uh, crack today. Uh, Mr. Biden, why did you put your dad on speakerphone with your business? 
I can you imagine the juxtaposition of hey hey Hunter, are you smoke on you are you on crack today? Hunter, why did you put your dad, Joe Biden, on speakerphone? That series of questions is Joe Biden's nightmare in this election. Listen, Joe Biden's got a lot of things he's worried about. He's worried about the economy. He's worried about foreign affairs. He's worried about not knowing what's, his staff's worried about not knowing what's going to come out of his mouth every day. But you got to think every single night he goes to bed and he thinks about the impact that Hunter's decisions, not just in the past, but in the present to be front and center in the media have on Joe's reelection. Do you remember the old Saturday Night Live episode where John McCain's running for president in 2008 and George W. Bush is endorsing him? It was Will Farrell would do it. And he'd be like, John, I'm going to endorse you for president. And John McCain's like, uh, I don't really, I don't really need that. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to, I'm going to support you. In fact, I want them to know that I support John McCain. When you see John McCain, you're going to think George Bush. And it was the greatest thing. And that's right now what Hunter Biden is doing to Joe. When you see Joe Biden, you're going to think crack cocaine. That's what we're doing. I think this, this to me is a riot. And again, every advisor to the president has to be like, can you not ask your son to stop showing up to Washington, D.C. hallways and talking to every reporter who asks him if he's currently on crack cocaine, because that is not the reelect that we have envisioned. I think it's a riotous occurrence. Then you've got congressmen and people like, call Sergeant at Arms, arrest him right now. Everything about Hunter Biden runs totally counter to what the president is trying to do. And as a Republican, I'm here for it. Yeah, I got, I got. Two, two things from this, really, at the end of the day. One, um, if you or I just stormed into this building, what do you think would happen to us, Elijah, if we just, in the middle of a, what was it, a, a congressional hearing? It was a hearing of some sort. I can't remember what, it, what exactly it was. But what would happen to us if we dove in and just started screaming and yelling? It's unbelievable. It, it's crazy. I mean, I, you know what? Hunter Biden... Just stormed the Capitol. Good for him. Hunter Biden just stormed the Capitol. We have an insurrection. How crazy. In the House hearing on contempt for Hunter Biden. <laughs> but if that happened to any one of us where we interrupted a congressional hearing, we would be put in jail because that's trespassing and or, or worse if you want to take it there. And so the fact that nothing is happening to him and nothing continues to happen to him, even though he's committed multiple crimes on video and admitted to these crimes multiple times on video, still nothing is going to be done. Who do you think Joe Biden dislikes more, Donald Trump or Hunter Biden? So here's the thing, and this is this is the, the God's honest truth. Joe loves Hunter. He loves his kids more than anything. And this is one of the things I will say. You know, they do those stupid questions, say something nice about your opponent. I think legitimately both Biden and Trump can say they love their kids more than anything. I think it's awesome that that Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump and all the kids, they're with their dad on everything. And and while I don't think Joe did a great job of raising Hunter, uh, he absolutely adores Hunter. He loved Bo. He is, a he, as a dad, sold out to his kids. Now, he's got to be frustrated because you got to think, hey, Hunter, listen, your foibles in the past are a problem. 
Leaving cocaine in the White House, bigger problem. Storming Capitol Hill and and having pressers ask you if you're on crack today, massive problem. Everything that Hunter's doing is absolutely a terrible calculation. And uh, again, if you're Joe Biden, just taking your eyes off the ball. But you and I have said this several times. Neither one of it. Well, at least I don't think Joe Biden ends up being the nominee this year. I think at some point Joe's gonna be like, "Nah, not doing it. I'm not gonna run for reelect. I've I've done my four years. I've defeated the Trumpster, and I'm moving on." It's interesting you say that. Uh, what what'd you say? Biden gets his uh, keeps his eye on the ball or gets his eye off the ball. The funny thing is, Hunter has always had his eyes locked on some sort of eight ball in the general vicinity. But what did Hunter think was going to happen here? I like, I, I can't. This this is what I can't. I always like to Monday morning quarterback these appearances. What's the if you're going to do it? Be like, what's what's our goal here? What's the plan when we roll into this? What is our plan? To, 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 you know, how do we get good publicity? And I think his goal was to say, I'm, I'm willing to come testify to the committee, committee. I'm not willing to go under oath for private subpoena deposition testimony. I think that's what he was trying to do, but it didn't go that way. And I think anybody would have been like, no, 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 you don't get to set the rules. And just because you think the American people see, Oh, you're willing to come show up and testify and then I want you. I don't think that, I don't think that was a media relations person would have been like, no, let's not do that. That's a bad idea. Yeah. It's an obviously bad idea. He really thought he was going to come in. Uh, I'm going to keep using the phrase storm into the Capitol and make these demands. And everyone was just going to go, wow, you showed a lot of gusto back there. You showed a lot of whatever the word you said a few minutes ago, Elijah. So you know what? You're pardoned. You're free to go. You're not guilty because we know that you're just a, a a good guy who's willing to stand up for himself. I, I, was that really his thought? I mean, I think the the reporter was being facetious, but they might be onto something when they asked if he was on cocaine at that moment. Like, there's a good chance that that's probably what was going down. I'll, I'll neither hear you now. Let's let's transition a little bit because I love this conversation um, that's going that's going on right now. Speaking of guys who take weird drugs. Hiawaska's the bomb. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We all know Aaron Rodgers. He's the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he was the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Quarterback for the New York Jets, who just finished the season 7-10 and 10 with the number one ranked defense in the NFL and the number 32 ranked offense in the NFL. I, I, I said this kid, if Aaron Rodgers plays next year, they've got a path. they got a path. Um, now, here's the interesting thing. Aaron Rodgers used to go on the Pat McAfee show and he'd talk about football and he'd talk about, you know, COVID and ayahuasca. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and sometimes Jimmy Kimmel. So anyways, and it came out sort of as a mini scandal a few months ago. Pat McAfee pays millions of dollars to Aaron to have him on the show. Also drives his ratings through the roof. So high that ESPN purchased the Pat McAfee show. So now they have it on, which means, okay, what happens when you become what happens when you when you become a publicly held company? What happens when you become a corporate stooge? Well, there are certain things. One, much more regular income, but two, you know, it's like going to the Yankees. You have to cut your hair. You don't get to you go to don't let you don't get to free float as much. So McAfee goes there, okay, we're gonna cut out the bad language. Well, guess what? Today, ESPN has announced that on the Pat McAfee show at ESPN, Aaron Rodgers is no longer welcome to come on the show. 
And the stated reason is, well, you know, he's fighting with Jimmy Kimmel, and we don't really like that, and blah, blah, blah. Well, the parent company, ESPN, they likely own the Jimmy Kimmel show. So you've got this like, hey, we can't have you guys fighting with each other, blah, blah, blah. But it's also a reminder that the NFL, for being the most red-blooded American sport in the country, has, I would say, over the past 25, 30 years, had a tenuous, at best, relationship with conservative politics. Why do I say that? Let's hearken back. Do you remember when Rush Limbaugh, the greatest radio host of all time, was brought on to be to do a little NFL commentating? Do you remember that? Oh, who brought him on? ESPN. That's right. He got brought on by ESPN. He lasted, I don't know, two weeks. And what happened? Well, he went out there and said what everybody else in the country was thinking at the time, but nobody could say, was that Donovan McNabb was not a good quarterback and that the media was propping Donovan McNabb up as a good quarterback because they wanted a black quarterback to succeed in the NFL, which other than Warren Moon really had not happened to a large degree at that point. Now, we look today... You got black quarterbacks all over the place, and and I don't think you're going to find anybody like, oh, one, you know, we have that all white versus all black Pro Bowl line. Nobody's saying, oh, the quarterbacks on each team are weighted. That you got, but at the time, there there was an argument that there was no really good black quarterbacks. Rush Limbaugh said it, and ESPN's like, you're done, get the out. And I think, I think. That's the first time I remember being like, wow, ESPN's not very conservative. The NFL's not very conservative. Rush had an opinion. Was it wrong? I don't know. I never thought Donovan McNabb was that great. He had great stats and terrible results. Couldn't couldn't win the big game. He's no Michael Vick, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Regardless, I think that, that, that Rush was right. ESPN's like, nope, nope, we're not going to take that. Now, then you fast forward and you remember Dennis Miller, another comedian who also happens to be a conservative. He became the Monday night football commentator and they got rid of him. They're like, no, 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 not working for us. Now it's Aaron Rodgers. He's the latest and greatest version of the NFL hates the Republicans. Now they never kicked out Colin Kaepernick. And we talked about just, I don't know, a day or two ago, how the NFL they, they struggled during the Kaepernick years because they were like, oh, they're becoming a little bunch of left-wing pansies. Well, now the, the, they, stop, they stop the kneeling. Kaepernick basically washes out because he was a terrible player. Great college quarterback, terrible pro quarterback. Jim Harbaugh carried him in San Francisco. But the NFL is like, hey, 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 we're not going to suspend Colin Kaepernick. We're not going to tell people that they can't put controversial left-wing things on their jerseys. But if you're a conservative, ESPN says not welcome. Not in our house. Ain't no way you get to sit there and call out people over Jeffrey Epstein or COVID or mask-related controversies. You gone. Now, I know some people, well, Aaron's not really a conservative. I, that may or may not be. But I want to see ESPN, I want to see one time they have fired a liberal. Sedge Steele got canned because she was too conservative. You go through, by and large, the NFL, ESPN, together 
have teamed up and locked arms in a battle against Republicans who are the number one watchers of professional football. And we're letting it happen to us. You don't like that the football playoff game on Saturday night with the Chiefs is on Peacock and they sold you down the river for $100 million, so you have to spend 6 bucks a month to rent Peacock so you can watch the game? Well, don't forget that the NFL has been giving the right wing middle fingers for the past 30 years, and we just keep watching. I love the NFL. I'm a bigger college fan than I am a pro fan, but I like the NFL. But I am. this is a trend. This is not a one-and-done thing. This is a trend that if you take a position on public policy that is outside that of the NFL, they will cut you off if it's a conservative or Republican position. Liberals are okay. Kaepernick can kneel during the National Anthem. They can pull whatever slogan they want on their jersey. But if you're a right-winger or conservative, you gone. My, my first thought with this was, eh, just stick to sports. Like, that's what ESPN's whole motto should be, in my opinion. Stick to sports. Sports should be escapism. Sports should be fun. Sports should be a freedom, a release of any struggle, whether it's national or personal in your entire life. Sports should be a complete and utter freedom from that. And so I get why they canned Aaron Rodgers for that reason. If it's, hey, Aaron Rodgers is going off script, uh, which he's pretty good at as a quarterback, by the way, but we, we, we don't, we don't appreciate that here. We want him to talk just about sports. If that's true and honestly their reason, then I totally get it. But here's the thing. It's not their reason because they have consistently pushed down the national media and the national public's throats this liberal propaganda over and over and over and over again throughout the past 10, 15 years consistently. And so you can't say, well, Aaron Rodgers should have stuck to football and then also said, oh, the, uh, this Jameel Hill girl can say whatever she wants on Twitter, uh, even though she works for ESPN or I think used to work for ESPN now because she just wasn't that good of a reporter. But over and over again, this seems to happen. Where I mean, have you, have you ever seen Jalen and Jacoby? The show no, Jalen and Jacoby. Uh, it is the I used to enjoy it. It was the only show that brought college basketball to somebody who doesn't know college basketball very well and put it in a very good, nice, easy to digest program. And then the COVID bubble started and all the BLM stuff started. And both of these guys, it was just it was Jalen saying, I'm black and I'm oppressed, even though I'm a multimillionaire. And it was Jacoby saying, I'm white and I'm sorry. That was the whole show. And it was never canned. It was never fired. I think three years later now, it's been thrown in the toilet because nobody was watching it. And you you can't ignore results. I mean, let's be honest. These big businesses, they're only there to make money at the end of the day. They don't care about you or I or California, blue-haired, blank person. All they care about is making money. And it seems like they're going to let Aaron Rodgers get in the way of them making a ton of money again. Because at the end of the day, they hate conservatives. All right, we got so much more. We're going to talk about Wade Calendar, the NRA, coming up next. 505, what the hell's going on in Washington, D.C.? And the, the maybe my favorite all time snake draft subject at 530. You don't want to miss it.